What a g'day, and welcome to this week's episode about rejection and how it's a life course correction. From the sandpit to the school formal, from the swipe left to the stand down from your job, rejection is something that we all experience in our lives. The sting of rejection is real, and it can feel overwhelming. Your self-esteem takes a blow every time you experience it. Research at UCLA has shown that social pain, like being rejected or let down by someone, and physical pain are felt in exactly the same parts of the brain. Your brain can't tell the difference between the pain of rejection and the pain of a broken limb. Ouch. That's why when you're rejected, you really do feel a physical blow. At times, <laughs> at times it can feel like you've been kicked in the guts. That knotted, twisted mm. feeling in your stomach is physically experienced. A broken heart can cause physical pain in the heart and chest area. That ache is real. That break is real. Even though it may not physically exist, it is real to you. And you need to be kind to yourself around this. Cast your minds back to adolescence when you were just starting to have those first love experiences and the incredible pain of those first love breakups. Mm. Or the school formal or party where you look longingly at your desired date in the arms of another and you feel the ache when the Ow. final song plays and you leave the venue alone again. I know exactly what you mean, Jenny. Um, when I was in my teens, we had the Sacred Heart Disco, which was a regular disco in the hall at the local Catholic church. And I remember the first time I went there, pretty dorkishly dressed up, I might add. And I arrived at the disco feeling excited and nervous at the same time. And as I entered the hall, you know, all the magical flashing lights, loud music, and the sight of so many people dancing together left me stunned. I felt like I'd just stepped into a whole new world. Back then, I was, I was pretty shy, so I was extremely nervous about approaching girls. And when I eventually plucked up enough courage to go and approach a girl, my lack of confidence clearly shone through. As every time I approached one, they either turned me down or laughed at me. So I started to feel really awkward and out of place. After a few rejections, what little courage I had, had gone. And as the night went on, I watched as couples danced together and had a great time. And I couldn't help but feel left out. And I still remember the last song of the night, Bob Seger, still the same. And every time I hear that song, I still clearly remember my feelings of rejection and disappointment. Hey, but my life's turned out pretty amazing in the end. And in the end, I realised that I was just a young kid and a little awkward as a teenager. And I had a lot to learn about the art of dating. So that night, I may not have picked up a date, but I did learn a valuable lesson. So that sometimes things don't go as planned and rejection is just a part of life. Well, it is. Or you sp this is another example. You spend weeks thinking, who are you going to invite to the formal? Hello, my year 11 formal. <laughs> You're drumming up all of your and your mate's courage to ask the question only to receive a resounding no, thanks. <laughs> you know, and it does. It feels like a blow. But you get past that. Mm -hmm. And every time it happens, you get a little bit tougher. And that's a good thing. As we grow up, the rejections are at a much higher stake. So what about when your child rejects you? Do you want to give us an example about that, Jenny? Mate, it's a deep and heavy pain when that little soul who you've poured your best self into raising turns on you, sometimes even when they're still living under your roof. Mm. I had some very sage advice from a counsellor friend of ours around this. She's actually a great author as well. And she gave me this bit, a little gem. The more hateful and hurtful their attitude is towards you, the stronger you need to dial up the love. 
this is really difficult to put into practice mm. because when they're being like that, and this is not just with your kids, it's actually any relationship you're in. The more hateful and hurtful the attitude, the stronger you need to dial up the love. It takes a lot of practice, but if you keep at it, you'll feel and experience the benefits. Of course, if you're under threat physically or emotionally, if you're really being bullied, you need to call it out, get help and get them away from you or you away from them. However, if they're lashing out verbally and emotionally, it's often a reflection of what they are dealing with internally and within their environment. Mm. And it is deliberate and definite cry for help. If they are experiencing bullying and harassment, they're likely to pay out on their safe place. And that is you. Yep. You need to keep the love flowing to them, even in the darkest times. And I don't mean you have to approve of their horrible attitude. What I mean is no. You can say things like, I don't love or even like your behaviour or the hurtful things that you're saying and doing, but I do love you. I love the you that is in there covered up by all this crap. And I love the you that is real and hiding inside. Never, ever forget that. If your child has taken this next level and either moved out with the other parent or they're old enough to actually leave home and they've left you, you need to keep the love flowing. If you can't speak to them physically, you need to send the love energetically. Remembering that all is energy and we are part of this all. I'm going to share a gift at the end of this on how to do this at the end of this session. Mitch, what about job rejection? Being in the recruitment industry for such a long time, you have a better insight than most. What's the best way to handle this and what are the learning takeaways? Yeah, that's a really good question. So coming from the recruitment industry and also being on the job hunt side, it gives me a great insight into both dealing with rejection and being the rejector. So going for a job interview can, make, can be a nerve-wracking experience. It really can. And receiving a rejection after putting in so much effort can be so disappointing and disheartening. However, rejection is just a part of the job search process, and it's important to know how to handle it constructively. So let me share some tips for handling rejection when going for job interviews. Firstly, take a moment to process your emotions. It's okay to feel disappointed or upset after receiving a rejection. That's normal. Take some time to acknowledge your feelings and process them. It's important to remember that rejection doesn't define your worth as a person or your abilities as a candidate. It's just simply part of the process. Secondly, ask for feedback. If, if you receive a rejection, it's okay to ask the employer or the recruiter for feedback on why you weren't selected for the position. And this can help you really understand what areas you need to work on to improve upon for future job interviews. It's also important to keep delving to get a detailed response. You know, keep asking more. Say if they just give you a, a simple answer, ask more questions like, well, what else? What else? You know, is there anything else that I could have done better in this? Or is there anything else that I need to improve on? Thirdly, keep applying. Don't let rejection discourage you from applying for other positions. Keep applying to jobs that interest you and don't give up on your job search. Fourthly, stay positive. It's really important to stay positive and maintain a good attitude throughout the job search process. This can help you maintain motivation and keep focused on finding the right job. And finally, learn from your experience. Every job interview and every rejection is an opportunity to learn and grow. Take note of what worked well during the interview process and what areas you can prove on. And use this information to prepare for future job interviews. So as I said, rejection is a really natural part of the job search process, and it's important to handle it constructively. 
Take the time to process your emotions, ask for feedback, keep applying, stay positive and learn from the experience. Remember, the right job is out there for you and the more that you persevere, the greater your chances of success will be. So Jenny, how do you convert the energy of rejection into a life course correction? Mitch, here are some very good examples of people who did this. They used the pain of rejection to fuel the fire of their desires. Film executives told Harrison Ford when he first started acting that he didn't have what it took to be a star. Ford went on to star in many successful movies over the years, including Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Blade Runner and many others. He's coming back next year in the next Indy Jones instalment at the ripe young age of, I think he'll be about 81 or 82. he's, He's a legend. What about Steve Jobs? He was fired from his own company. It doesn't get much worse than being fired from your own company. He didn't let the sting of rejection get him. Instead, he threw himself into his work and returned to the company at their request as CEO, leading Apple onto huge success. He was quoted as saying, I didn't see it then, but it turned out that getting fired from Apple was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. What about Oprah Winfrey? Well, she was fired from her job as an evening news reporter on Baltimore's WJZ TV because she was unfit for television news, they said. So tell that to the woman who went on to dominate the TV networks and started her own studio. And what about Madonna, who, when trying to make it as a singer in New York, had one record company rejecting her, saying the thing missing from this project is the material. Well, her career spans decades. She's won multitudes of awards and is still making music and causing a stir at the Grammys today. So how did these people take rejection and turn it into a life course correction? The primary similarity that they share is that they didn't give up. Persistence is the key. Rugged, determined persistence. Push down, get back up again and again and again and again and again, to infinity and beyond. Why? Why bother? Why be like author Stephen King, who kept every single rejection letter he was ever sent? First, he had a nail in the wall to keep them. When they became so numerous and heavy, he moved to an industrial spike in his wall. (laughs) His horror masterpiece, Carrie, was rejected 80 times by various publishers. I encourage you to read his book on writing. It's an eye-opening page-turning look into his life and his wildly creative mind. So why persist? Because if you don't, you will never know how things could have turned out. You'll never know that if that next attempt, that next swipe right, that next pitch, that next page written, that next photo taken, that next song written, that next love message sent could be the one that alters the course of your life. Don't settle. Persist in your endeavours. And when you are flat and exhausted and tear-stained and feeling hopeless and helpless and you haven't got anything left in the tank, rest. Have a cry, have a break, curl up in bed under the covers or veg out in front of your favourite streaming show for a little while and then get up, get back up, get going. One more time, one more time, one more time until the end of time. And I think it's a really good point too because Jim Rohn talks about it until, just keep going until, one more time, one more time, until the end of time. Until next time, love and blessings. See See ya. ya.